Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Would you welcome to the Upper Room live stream, Victor Marks. There he is, right. Victor. <laughs> hey, good to be with <laughs> you. Good, good to be with you, too. Good. Hey, you know, <laughs> you've gotten a few gray hairs since that uh, that film. What happened? <laughs> I, uh, I I just, well, you know, COVID, so I can't see my stylist and color oh, specialist. Oh, yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, or I've been to Iraq 12 times. I'm serious since that film. Have you and, really? Uh, wow. I, yeah, yeah, a lot has happened since then, so I wear it proud. You do, you do. Well, I got to get there and get my gray hairs taken care of too. So, <laughs> so uh, how you doing? Are you? Uh, how are you taking all this COVID stuff? And um, wow. are you are you sequestering in place? Well, you know what we were tracking with this uh, uh, because our organization has a uh, daily intelligence brief. And we started tracking with this and predicting uh, through models what the outcome would be. And a lot of people did not believe it. And uh, so I think we were better prepared than most uh, just by, you know, mindset going, hey, you know, how bad is this? And what's, what are the possibilities? So we've, we've fared really well because I believe when you're, prepared uh you don't get paranoid so we're we're, we're thankful for that but it has morphed into just unbelievable uh this beast that has become a political battleground and i you know you know me uh i'm very quiet and timid in speech so (laughs) yeah i know i have to draw Uh, it out of you Yeah. yeah But, you know, I, I've called out on some pastors and leaders and uh, friends in ministry that I just go, look, you, you need to, you can't just call yourself a leader without offering leadership yeah. in a time of need. So please stand up and stand out and lead people well in this time of need, not quiet, not, well, if I just don't say anything, you know, uh, I won't lose people. Uh, and you know, I, I just think brother, I, I don't want things to go back the way it was. I don't like the normal as far as the church, uh, in America, I think it has become a machine and, uh, a system that needs to be dismantled. And you're really getting to see a lot of gut checks from guys, even this, even what yesterday in California. Uh, your state who's gonna sing who's not gonna sing mm-hmm. and i i've been shocked can i just say this yeah because it's just it's just me and you you know how we talk so yeah sure. uh, just between us yeah, there's nobody private, just you and none i don't know what all those names and <laughs> names are on the side yeah exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> you know a, a pretty well-known uh ministry leader and it's okay to have differences of opinion approach right Sure, but I remember. I remember. I direct. I contacted him directly and said, "Did you make this statement that 
um, to the fact he said, I, I'm not called to defend the U.S. Constitution. Unbelievable. And I said, was that you or did you have like a staffer doing that? And, you know, some young kid who, you know, getting a little bit, you know, he goes, no, that was me. Is it a problem? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, uh, well, why don't you just bring clarify that maybe if you're not in the role to defend and fight for our Constitution, for what's right, our you know, basic rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment, those whole things. You know, it's like uh, you support those who do because we need to in order to enjoy our freedoms, uh, our God-given rights uh, as Americans. And then later he just told me, uh, he, he didn't clarify it. He was fine with the statement. And he said, uh, Victor, I'm not called to fight for America like you are. And um, even, even at that, let's just take the highest road possible where, you know, because obviously, I mean, he hasn't gone overseas to, you know, help children who've been held captive by ISIS, whatever. We all run in our own lanes. But I just thought I have lost a lot of respect for men in ministry, pastors, people call themselves leaders that have zero civic responsibility or understanding the right and the need to stand up for what so many uh, veterans have fought and died for. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, so I can still remain friends, but I've lot of, lost a lot of respect. And so many leaders, so few leadership these days. Totally agree. And it's it's so disappointing to me, the acquiescence that I see from the pulpit, from a lot of pastors. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get on my hobby horse because I think you and I probably think very similar that way. There's yeah. few that are doing it. We were at Jack Hibbs Church yesterday, Calvary Chapel Chino, one of the few men at the pulpit that stands in the gap and, uh, and speaks the truth, speaks the word of God. Mm -hmm. And he... Um, uh, and he, he, he stands on the constitution and, and um, quite a, an amazing service that he put on yesterday. I've and, heard it was uh, great. Yeah. I like Jack. Yeah. He's a yep. good guy. And um, so I, I wish more, and there, there are more and more, I think that are, they're doing it. And, uh, but yeah. it is, it's a disappointing thing. Yeah. And we have to encourage those who maybe are on the fence and just kind of going, ah, you know, so, Hey, uh, can I just do a few shout outs? I see. Richard and Carol uh, down in Texas. Oh, yeah, they're good friends. They're, 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 uh, they're uh, uh, volunteers at the Upper Room before they moved to Texas. They left us high wow. and dry. Yeah. Hey, Richard and Carol. They are sweet <laughs> people. Very sweet. Uh, uh, and I appreciate those of you giving me birthday wishes. Is it your uh, birthday yes today? Uh, yesterday was my birthday. Oh, well, happy uh, birthday. Thank you. Uh, and I've, I turned 35 again. Yeah, yeah. Been 35, I don't know, like 20 years. I don't know <laughs> how we're doing it. But, well, if I'm uh, doing the math right. If you subtract the four and carry the two and dangle the participle, I don't know. Fifth grade was the best six years of my life, so yeah, I lost track. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, I want to, I want to, uh, because, you know, I think if people are watching from your, uh, your audience, uh, they know yeah. who you are and, and a good part of the upper room people know who you are, but there's a lot of them that don't know. Let's, yeah. let's talk about, uh, a little bit, um, 
about your background, your upbringing. Uh, you know, we, we, you, you and I, uh, our paths crossed, I think, probably close to 10 years ago now when we started the Upper yeah. Room. And you were one of our early guests, and we were so impressed with what you were doing and uh, had you out and got behind what you're doing and got to know you and Eileen and your family, wonderful family. And, uh, but you've got quite a story. And I know you, we don't have time to go into the, all the little details. And folks, if you do want to watch it, get, go to get a hold of the Victor Mark story, either the book or uh, the movie. And I think both of those can be obtained on Amazon, Victor, or where would they be? Uh, yeah, on, online, actually, they go to our website, Victor Marks. Okay. com and we have them streaming free uh, uh, for those as resources. Yep. Okay, we'll put up that uh, that uh, link. But go ahead. So you get, let's give a, a kind of an overview of what you dealt with as a young young man, young child, and, uh, and 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 what you've overcome and so forth. Yeah, Ron. Well, uh, first, I thank God for your friendship and your family, and. Um, uh, it's, it's truly what a gift, real friendship, yeah, right? Likewise. Yep. And, um, well, I, I came from a broken background, uh, not unlike what many kids have experienced now. I, uh, um, I think that's one of the biggest problems in America, not, uh, not terrorism, uh, and mm. not Antifa. Uh, I think the biggest problem is the lack of fathers in America. And yeah. I, I didn't have a father. I mean, I was watching some videos today of these, you know, Antifa protesters or whatever, and or mm -hmm. even in. I thought, where are the parents? You know, where, where, where's the dad? Yeah, uh, that will go up there and snatch up his son by his scuff and drag him, and throw him in the back of the car and say, "Quit acting like a fool. Be a man. Live honorable. This is not the way to do it." But. Uh, my mother would end up marrying six times. Uh, my dad didn't claim me as his kid. And I went to 14 different schools, 17 different houses. And, you know, I started using drugs early on. And unfortunately, because of a very chaotic and unsettled background, I, I was abused as a kid sexually and physically. Uh, and, of course, without saying emotionally. And it caused a lot of problems because uh, you can't process stuff as a child, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you just develop very bad coping mechanisms. Um, and I ended up having to go to 123 visits to a trauma specialist. Um, and, you know, in less than a year, I've been on Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Buspar, all of that. Um, and uh, what I'm grateful for is I did hear about Jesus Christ early on. Um, yeah. Because, um, and although I didn't like live for him or surrender, I do remember knowing that he he loved children, and that I liked. Uh, he, I can say this: he never left me nor forsaken me, even in the middle of the worst abuse. Uh, I'm convinced to this day that he entered that pain mm -hmm. and helped keep me alive. Uh, didn't separate himself from me. So he's always been there. And I think that little poem, Footprints in the Sand, is correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was footprints when I was a kid, and it was heel marks as an adult. Of, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> being dragged a little bit. Yeah, exactly. All right, Victor. Knock it <laughs> off. You ain't a little kid. Uh, but I don't want to. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So God has been faithful. I joined the Marine Corps to get out of uh, – 
uh, what I considered a, you know, dysfunctional background. Mm-hmm. And I had to get a waiver to get in the core because I had done some drugs after really? I signed up. Yeah, it was just, it was a mess. Uh, got in. It was the greatest thing I ever accomplished in my life. Being able to have the Eagle Globe and Acre pinned on me. It was, to this day, one of the highlights of my life. And you know what? There wasn't a person there to share it with me. No kidding. I didn't have one relative. No one came out. And when they dismissed us and we're Marines on that big grinder, I remember everybody had family running up to them. I was the only person that did it. And uh, it stung. Yeah. Rejection rejections like the mother load of just pain, right? Mm-hmm. And I never forget one of my one of my journal instructors come up and just said, Hey Marine. And I was like, Oh, sorry, yes, sir. He's like, No, no, we're we're fellow Marines. Sorry, yes, sir. He's like, it'll take you, it'll take you a little while. And uh and he, he walked me off and visited with me. Uh so I served in the Marine Corps, had a, had a, 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 a good uh, short enlistment, got good training, but I never got to see the full benefits of being in the Marines until later in life, actually, when I went into this high-risk uh, missions work, uh, and I'm thankful for my time in the Marine Corps then uh, because of encounters and things we had. But how I came to know the Lord was the dad that never uh, – he never claimed me early on as a kid and was an absolute derelict dad. And he self-admits, he goes, I was never good at being a dad. Uh, but he came back into my life when I was in the Marine Corps and just said, hey, uh, sorry, I, I wasn't there for you. But I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and he's changed me. And the letter that he sent me was so convincing, Ron, that I actually went to visit him. Really? And, uh yeah, I was like, okay, what's the angle, though, really? I mean, what right. are you after? Because, yeah. look, he, at one point in his life, he was a drug-dealing pimp and uh, practicing warlock. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I didn't take everything at face value. But I'll tell you, visiting with him, spending a week with him, I was like, wow, something's really different about you. And it's the spirit of God. That's why when I think people truly get born again, you can't even help but be in a light in ways you weren't before. Nothing about perfection, but man, is it about going the right direction. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was him that invited me to church, and I heard. Oh, so he, he had already become a Christian. He that's did. Right. Yes, yeah. that's right. I do remember that now. Yeah, and he invited me to church. I didn't want to go. And he said, well, you, you know, boy, you don't have to, but I'm, I'm going to go to church. And he said, and he named a few of his fighters because he trained fighters. And I, you know, I respected that. I said, well, they're going? He goes, yep. I said, well, I ain't scared. I'll go. You know, and <laughs> I, at an ego, I went to church. And then I just heard that message. So simple. Jesus loved me. God loved me. And that there's no sin, nothing I've done wrong that could separate me from them. I just had to put my faith and trust. And that's what the cross was for. And, you know, heck, I believed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And it was a rough one. I mean, people think you become a Christian and it's all about perfection. I'm like, <laughs> at the altar where I'm like, you know, very personal and I'm prideful. 
and I was crying. I didn't want people to see me getting emotional. One of the elders came up and laid his hand on my shoulder and he said, young man, can I pray for you? Now I'm a Marine, I'm young, and I don't like being touched, right? And he did that. I literally jumped up and grabbed him like, touch me again. I'll break your nose. And, and I mean, I, I've got him like this. And I'm, my, I think that's not, I think I was not crying. Honestly, I'm just like, what the heck? And the guy's like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I guess that's a no. Yeah. And my dad had made his way to the front. He goes, hey, I know the boy. He'll hit you. Just let him be. And, uh, and it was really through him that I came to faith in Christ. Um, and although he was not a good dad for me as a kid, he was a really good dad for me as an adult. So it's never too late to be a dad. Uh, and I tell men, step up. You ain't got to do it great. Just do it. Yeah. Well, that's quite a story of uh, forgiveness, I guess, and, and uh, redemption. Mm -hmm. Because, as you said, your dad was not a, a, a nice guy. And I know in the details in your book, you talk about some of the things he did. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was a bad dude. And uh, so kind of go back to that with you. You decided to reach out to him or did he make an overture to you at first or? It was I, I would say that the defining moment was a letter that he sent me. So he reached out to me. OK. And and I still have the letter. Do you? He hand wrote it. Yeah. And he just said, dear son. And it made me mad. And some of those watching right now or listening, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I feel you. Because it just, I thought, how dare you call me your son when, you know, the way you got my mom pregnant that night, they busted up and he was gone before I was born. I just felt like you, you haven't earned the right to be my dad. Now, if you want to do some back pay on child allowance, uh, yeah compounded interest yeah uh, yeah you, you you can be my daddy yeah uh, that daddy warbucks but no seriously he just uh it was amazing that he reached out and apologized to me in the letter that's what i think that's what drew me the most and he's like i know you think i'm crazy uh and i'm like yeah i do because he had spent time in a mental hospital yeah. and for people out there whose parents have suffered from mental illness, you know, I get it. And, um, but then even my grandfather died in the same mental hospital my dad had to go to. So I literally thought, well, this is my light in life. We just do crazy at a certain point. And I'm so thankful that the Bible is more true than our past and our yeah. future in the sense of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that I'm more than an overcomer, that, you know, I have the mind of Christ and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. These are, these, this stuff's real. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I tell people you're struggling. I get the struggle, but man, press into God almighty and his word. And, uh, and and hang on. Bulldog feet, lock on. Arr! Yeah, <laughs> and, and hold on tight, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you reconnect with your dad, and this is after you're out of the Marine Corps. Yep. And, and uh, uh, so, and, and you make that confession of faith, and, you're, and now you're walking with the Lord. And, and so what, what kind of 
took place next? Did, uh, because I know eventually you, you got into ministry and how, what kind of time span was that between? Well, yeah, I, I got saved while six months before I got out of the Marine Corps. So we actually connected to when I was in the Marines. And, um, and then when I got saved, uh, I felt a call on my life. Um, I did, I just wanted to serve the Lord. Right. Um, and for me, it was very specific in scripture that I was to, (laughs) how's this for life calling verse in Timothy says to, uh, endure affliction, infliction, and, uh, do the work of evangelists. I'm like, endure affliction hardship how about i just do the evangelism without the other part <laughs> how can we exegete this yeah uh and and you know what he was just saying you're gonna have to learn to embrace suffering and you know what we call the suck and just go hey suck it up buttercup because uh, <laughs> our life our life is short on this earth and i have not enjoyed the suffering i've had to go through uh from ptsd from my past to i you know I know like only my close friends really know this and it's really been heavy on my heart lately. Um, but I have Tourette's and I have tried to, I mean, y'all know, but I, I've tried to keep it out of the public, uh, because it is interfering with my life in ways that, uh, through physical and verbal tics. Um, and, um, but you know, you know why I decided to really talk about it, Ron? Right is this past week, a young man killed himself. And uh, he's a teenager and he took his life. Uh, and I knew him and I knew him. And uh, a, a church, what I would go to at times, every time I was at that church and that kid saw me, since he was little, younger, he would run up and hug me. Mm. And it, it and at first it was just, you know, odd because there were no other kids running up to hug me. And then I found out, you know, he was on a, the spectrum of autism and caused some social, you know, social awkwardness. But then I realized how loving he was. And as he got older and became a teenager, and so he just didn't care. And he would come up and say, hi, Victor Marks. He'd always say my full name. Hi, Victor Marks. And he'd hug me. And I'll tell you what, when I first, gosh, oh, hell, when I, you know, when I thought about it was me giving him hugs, later, I'll tell you what, it was him giving me hugs that I needed. Hmm. I'd, I'd be coming back from Iraq. I'd be wound tight seeing some of the stuff we'd seen and you know it, it just can it gets next to you and that kid he'd run up and just give me a hug you know what it did it melted my heart he helped me from he helped me from getting hard and uh and to know he just you know he, he took his life just last week because he he didn't like suffering with his challenge, which is one of, I think, one of the reasons. And there's some other things, but uh, I, I never want any kids out there to feel like, or adults, that you're alone. 
in in the type of your, your private suffering um and that that's why i'm telling people and people know about my abuse and suffering but i've never talked about this you know this what i would call a thorn in the flesh and uh tourette's is it and so uh just man I don't give up if you're watching this and whatever predicament you're in and challenge our sufferings it really is small it's it's small compared to what waits us in eternity and and um so um yeah um it's so sad what so many young people suffer through and you know i can see that it's it touches you deeply because you've you've been there and you have that empathy for that and uh you you were able to seek out help and i know it's been a journey for you you know um, yeah but uh what would you tell some of these young people i mean obviously obviously they're they're solid a solid faith yep. in christ is first and foremost because god's yeah. the, the the ultimate healer but there's other resources there and you know we could talk yeah. about them now or we could talk about them later but well uh, no you, you know here's here's what people have to understand and and young people too you're not alone mm -hmm. you feel alone but you're not alone yeah and you talk to people and especially that age as teenagers you tend to push away from your parents you're you, you know because it's it's the you're you're heading toward adulthood but you're not a little kid but you're caught in the middle and the enemy always with suicide the enemy forces of darkness comes down and they lie and they lie and he had been dealing with lies and i say speak the lies out tell somebody this is what i'm struggling with because i know what it's like i mean i've ended up uh you know in a hospital in a padded room i've i've man i mean i was i was pretty jacked up i know it's like to put a you know pistol in my mouth and i just if you can just not make a, a permanent decision on such a temporary problem because yeah. it does get better and can i say this to parents and loved ones and and even young people watching or anybody who may be watching listen be careful in the relationships you have because that tends to spur hopelessness and despair when someone a girlfriend breaks up a boyfriend breaks up you know a spouse cheats on you whatever and you know what you can do not let what people do affect you you can't control what they do, but don't let them affect you. And um, I, I know a veteran, a vet who uh, everybody had left him. He had isolated himself and he hung on until his service dog died. And when his dog died, he ended his life. <laughs> and, you know, my, my heart breaks. I just go, man, we could, you know, we could have got him a dog. <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, just do not give up if you're watching. Hey, I, I understand the pain and the hurt, but don't give up, man. Do not give up. Yeah. You are um, a walking example of that, Victor. And, uh, you know, I know you've walked through a lot of dark, dark uh, days and, uh, and have overcome. And uh, so that's great encouragement. To, to people that are watching that, that, that may have those, 
those issues because there is help available mm-hmm. out there. So you you um, you reestablish with your father, and um, you're um, <clears throat> you become a Christian. You're out of the Marine Corps. Uh, what was kind of the next phase uh, of your life in terms of, uh, you know, where you, what, where you went next in terms of uh, ministry or just your faith and where it took you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a desire to be in ministry and, uh, they let me, they, it was a, uh, a small church in Southern California that had a need for someone to work with kids, like starting in Sunday school. So I was like, Hey, I'll do it. And, uh, but I didn't really have proper training. I just had zeal. And they actually they put me in this little classroom and said, here's the lesson plan. I was like, all right, Roger that. I look at the lesson plan, and it's it's a story about David and Goliath. And I'm thinking, ooh, oh, this is a battle. Oh, man, it's a battle. And a lone operator came out from the mist, and he, he had his target. You know, he acquired it, ranged him and then uh fired a weapon that he had been trained with and knocked the guy down and then he took the guy's sword and cut his head off so i kind of i kind of explained it from a marine's perspective and i never forget these are fifth and sixth graders and i was talking about the impact of the round from the rock swinging Mm -hmm. probably like at a you know 40 caliber level and to drop this giant and i said you know and then this young warrior picked up the sword and he cut his head off, but he, he had to, he, he had to do it a few times because of the size of the guy's neck and yeah. you just can't give up. You got to keep hacking until you get through. <laughs> and then uh, he, he probably used both hands to lift up the head and stuff's <laughs> hanging. And if there's any oxygen and you know, the eyes will stay open for a minute <laughs> and the kids are like this. <laughs> Yeah, these are fifth and sixth graders, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, except the boys, the the boys are like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How many times did it take them to cut it? Yeah, and uh, you know, they they had a little assistant teacher back there going, no, no. I was like, yeah, he cut. Oh no, oh oh. I was like, okay, it's we're done. Take a lap. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. So that's how I started ministry, and I, you know, I thank God I had uh, uh, men uh, and women who cared about me. Uh, one person was uh, uh, Brian Broderson to give me a chance, you know, to be in ministry, and then other people that had just come alongside me. Greg Laurie was another person there in mm-hmm. Southern California, and um, you know, I it's it's always miraculous to me to think of how God put certain people in my life at certain times. Uh, um, I think it's just because I was so screwed up. I mean, a, a brother that's home in the Lord, he's home with the Lord now, but Gaylord Tohill and Gaylord, uh, man, he's someone that I looked up to and respect because he was a leader, you know, yeah. a lot of leaders, very few leadership. He was, uh, he was a real leader. I looked up to him and he actually is the one that kind of, uh, caught me, uh, not doing <laughs> what I should have. I was counseling someone who had come to the church and the guy had, you know, cheated on his wife multiple times da, 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 da. And this time he'd come back and he's, you know, the wife called me and said, Hey, if he shows up, he hit our daughter. He bounced our little toddler off the wall. 
So the guy came and he didn't want to see me, but I said, oh yeah, come in my office. Came, sat out. I started talking to him and he's like, you know, he was all super high on meth. He's like, yeah. He goes, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, I just keep messing up. I said, well, man, I've worked hard to get you back with your wife in the past, but I don't think this time. He's like, oh, well, you know, and he felt bad for getting caught. He didn't feel bad for his sin. And I called him on it. I said, well, your wife called, said you hit your daughter, your little toddler, Mm -hmm. you bounced her off a wall. She had, you know, and he goes, Oh, I I can't believe I did that. I don't know what's wrong with me. And he literally said, maybe I should get hit. I was like, well. You're ready to oblige? I have a gift of laying hands on people. I'm not good at a lot of stuff, but I think God gave me that gift. It's, it's, let's, let's put it in operation. So I actually went after him right there in the office. Did you really? To the ground. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I was going, you know, hey, he, he hit a kid. And I don't like people hitting kids or women. And uh, I saw pin him to the ground. And I'm on top of him. And he's Just inside him in, in the church office. Calvary Chapel Vista. <laughs> God bless y'all. Calvary Chapel Vista. Sorry. It's a new for, type of therapy. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Pastor Rob Salvato is now the pastor. I, I think they finally have cleared out all the trauma I caused people. But he uh, he's screaming. And here's the point. Gaylord Tohill opens my door to the office and he goes, Victor. I was like, he goes, Victor. I turn around. I'm holding the guy down. I'm like, yes, I'm counseling. I was like, do, is there something wrong? In? Yeah. Do people just walk in on your counseling? I thought we had a protocol here. And he's like, he he knew. Oh, Victor, strong back, weak mind, come here. And I I literally walked out. Then the guys on the ground saying, "Call the police, call the police." And Gaylord, he takes me. He shuts the door. He goes, "Hang on." He shuts the door. He goes, "Victor, when people come here to get counseling, he goes, we don't hit them." And and I was like, "Well, no, I know that, Pastor Gaylord. I don't know that well." (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I said, no, he actually said it. So we have a legal waiver. He yeah. said he thinks he should be hit. He was like, okay, just uh, go that way. I'll finish. And not long after that, they encouraged me to extend my ministry and giftedness somewhere else. And that's when I became a martial arts doctor and opened up my first karate school. <laughs> they were so gracious with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New- therapy that, that you're in, implementing <laughs> i promise you i promise you there's a percentage of guys if they just got their clock clean and put some smelling sauce on them uh we'd be we'd be surprised on how fast certain prayers work and them getting straightened out well you um, sure know that guy never forgot about it huh <laughs> no he he <laughs> never did and uh and you know it's like the mom said she says what should i do i said call the police yeah. Have him arrested. And, you know, we fast forward the guy to this day. I never know if he ever repented, but I know she biblically based, got a divorce, remarried. The children were raised with a good, godly, good man of integrity, stepfather. And that I'm grateful. Yeah. Praise God for that. Some yeah. of them do. Some of them do uh, yep. make good decisions and get away. Right. Yep. But so many of them don't. That's the, that's the sad part of that. 
So you yeah. left <laughs> you left Calvary Chapel. <laughs> I got Did you. Do I get you belly laughing, Ron? I think you're belly chuckling. I'm just right picturing now. you on the floor in the office, beating on the guy. <laughs> you know, it was. I, I, I you know, I, I did it with good intentions. Oh and yeah, sure. Excellent technique. Excellent technique. I'm sure there was technique there. <laughs> Look, and, no and by the way, he asked for no it, right? broken hands. He did. No, no broken hands. You go out into the waiting room. Next, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all get up and take the, off. The, good, all good. God just delivered me. I have no more issues with addiction. I love my wife. I love my. Wife. And speaking of, uh, I'm going to do a shameless plug. My wife just, my wife just launched a new book, a yes, book on marriage. Did. Yeah. So, uh, you wives out there and single women, this is a book you want to get. And husbands, you ought to get it. Uh, uh, it. It's it's actually a really good book. Uh, and I think today, like today only, they can get it for like sixty five percent off. It's two ninety nine. Download really? the book on Kindle. It's yeah, dot com. No, it's on Amazon because we Amazon. like literally. And yeah, just uh, it's Eileen Marks Amazon. It's called. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I can't remember. <laughs> Something. Oh, what? So, so, hey, what's the name of that new so, book? You're... I told her, I said, is it How how I Married a Superstar? Like, <laughs> no. No, it's not. Uh, oh. imperfect, imperfectly won. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Because she'd come through there and, uh, you know, punch me in my neck. And say, <laughs> what is the name of the book? Did you, did you say yeah, imperfectly one. Imperfectly, imperfectly one. Marisa, yeah. let's put that up because Victor might forget what we're talking. Yes, it's all it's, by Eileen, Martin, and yep. it's on Amazon. Yeah, and, and it's, today sixty-five percent off. Yeah, yeah. So they just launched it Friday. It's already number one on Amazon in in that section. So I mean. Tons wow. of people are downloading it and reading it because it's a fast read. But if if you want help in your marriage, because, uh, you know, I mean, you just heard one story. But, man, the life we've lived over 31 years, including being separated twice, you know, my, my, my wife went through hell and high water. And she's another person that never gave up. I mean, yeah. never, never gave up. So. Uh, it's, it's really, I'm, I'm so excited that three decades of wisdom and insight and transparency, she put in a small book. It's just nuggets that I help people right now in their marriage. Uh, I love it. Oh, Cindy said she bought the book today. Yay. Yeah. Right on. Your wife is quite a woman and, uh, I'm, I'm glad she's not all, when she's not all liquored up, she is. (laughs) She's not all liquored up. When you get her off the fire water. Uh, yeah. You know, when she's catch her first yeah. thing in the morning, right? Yeah. Before she starts in. It's got to be early. Yeah. I, I said that well, I said that one time at a big church we were speaking at. Uh, you know, I'm up there. I said, I'm so grateful my wife is able to make it this morning. She's on the front row. And people are like, I said, because... It was iffy. She was out pretty late. We didn't know. She's just 
whoa, full of the sauce. And <laughs> and I'm telling you, my wife, you know, she Eileen is so I call her my bride. So my bride, she's so used to that, she's like <laughs> and, and ladies were coming up to her afterwards going, honey, we're so proud of you. <laughs> you just you just go for that chip. Go one week at a time and get the chip. You can do it. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> well, yeah, she's she's a wonderful woman as long as you catch her that way. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Have a lot of wisdom in the book. <laughs> imperfectly in, in one. So one as in the two become one. Yes. And so it's a good, there we got it up again. It's a, it's a great book for both uh, men and women, husbands and wives to read and uh, great. And single people. Uh, Yeah. We've been uh, to help them prepare and to know, you know. Yeah. Well, man, I guess she's gotten, she's gotten an education in marriage being married to you. I know. (laughs) I mean, think about it. That's why I was, I'm laughing. Uh, how many of these women at women's retreats and conferences given us like, well, how many of y'all have ever like gone to Iraq and Syria with your husband for ministry yeah. and be, be, uh, you know, two blocks from Assad's men. And then over here, ISIS camp that we're making our way to, to yeah. meet women and children. And then, hiding in a little room in a building at night and still your husband hits on you. Yeah. yeah. How many, how many women are going to say, are, are you kidding me? I said, I'll be your right yeah. night, baby. We're over here in Syria. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot that I want to get to. And man, our hours is, is waning away. And folks, uh, we get a lot of comments on, on the, on the feed here, but we'd like to get some questions. So, uh, start typing in some questions, and we'll try to get to those. But you know, one of the things uh, uh, I want to I want to get into, Victor, because you transitioned from and when you started uh, all things possible. What year approximately are we talking about with that? Uh, that was two thousand and three, and I had uh, gone from uh, a career of teaching martial arts, my wife forever, to going on staff at Focus on the Family with Dr. James Dobson, which is now Family Talk. Yep. And then we we started the ministry, reaching kids, troubled kids who are incarcerated. And you did that for a lot of years. You went all over the country yep. and spoke to incarcerated youth and troubled youth, inner city youth. And, oh, yeah. and I know you've got some amazing stories from some of the times in, in those, uh, 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 I don't want to say prisons. What do they call them for kids? Uh, well, they're youth centers. prisons. They are youth prisons. Maximum yeah. security. It's what well, the politically correct term is like, you know, adjudicated youth and Juvenile facilities, they're maximum security prisons. Yeah. It's where they keep these kids. And I'll just tell you what, no gates, no no guards, no solitary confinement can stop the Holy Spirit from reaching these kids. Yeah. And he still still does. Today, uh today, uh a kid uh you know texted me and then did an email thing saying, Oh my gosh, I forgot it was your birthday. And this was a young man who actually uh, was incarcerated at 10 years old for killing his dad wow. and spent all of his teen years. And I visited him. I visited him in that cell when he first you know, got arrested. And uh, he was shaking. A little kid, his orange jumpsuit was too big. His shoes were too big. He was so tiny. And I remember walking in going, oh, my gosh. And his dad was a white supremacist. 
abusive and 60 minutes actually did a show on him uh, oh. uh yeah his, his name is uh joseph hall and and i'll just tell you those watching pray for joseph because we stay connected off and on and but i you know and i told him i'd be a spiritual dad and i'd be there for him when he got out but when i walked into there the first time i said lord i don't know what to say it's the youngest kid i've ever known that you know would shoot and kill somebody and you know what man i looked at him the holy spirit just said say this and i looked at him and said joseph do you miss your dad Whoa. and he started crying and he said yes hmm. i said that's so normal i would too no matter what he did or how mean he was or the abuse and the craziness you know it's still a kid talking about his dad who's dead now and i stayed in contact with joseph and he got out. He did all of his time, got out. And guess what? We're moving and working toward him coming on staff with us. Wow. Now, now to take over reaching youth or incarcerated as a as a as a young man. Amazing. How old is he now? He's 19 now. Wow. And um and uh so people pray, pray for what he has a powerful testimony. And when the time is right, we'll get his story in a book, just like mine. And yeah, uh, yeah so pray for Joseph. And you can look him up, uh, Joseph Hall. Joseph uh, Hall. Joseph Hall. Uh, and we, we always kept his name private because he was, you know, juvenile or whatnot. But mm -hmm. he's out and he's, you know, just doing good, but uh, needs prayer. Uh, and yeah, he texts me saying happy birthday. So That's meant wonderful. a lot. So. Well, and I know you you have had so many different uh, experiences uh, and you go into a lot of them in the book. And um, I, I recall one particular one where there's a young lady, I think you were in a young women's, uh, young girls uh, incarcerated uh, institution and uh, and she was demon possessed. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Christy. And, yeah. and Chris, Christy was fully demonized. The guards even were scared because she would manifest and she had power and and the other inmates you know these even gang members were they were just all freaked out and that was the first time like really evil was so pronounced through a person that it yielded himself and come through horrible because her father was a satanist dedicated to her and she lived in a horrible abusive you know in between again the absent father right and when he did take her he was abusing her craziness and then he would drop her off in the yard of her mom's house or apartment and the mom used to tell me she used to be covered with fleas and a dirty diaper mm. as and uh so you know she experienced horrible stuff and here she was now as a 15 year old had been locked up for a couple of years already and already had a kid and when she manifests this demon man i remember the staff going, they were all saying, uh, help her, help her. I was like, you help her. That's your job. I, I, I'm just here to teach them a Bible study. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not an exorcist. And uh, it's funny because look, a lot of pastors are like that. Yeah. Over the years I've seen pastors who, you know, uh, 
even to the point where I've spoken in the churches and they're like, hey, don't talk too much about that demon stuff. I said, well, then stop having your people call me to be set free, <laughs> including your staff members. <laughs> Honestly, it's, you know, I don't believe Christians can be possessed, although people yeah. tell me I believe that. I'm like, and you get a stupid award. But <laughs> yeah, uh, right. uh, Christians would be unbelievably oppressed and demonic assignments against them to where they can destroy their lives and people need to set free. And this little girl got set free that day where, man, I prayed for her. I didn't even know how to pray. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really real. <clears throat> and, uh, it's not good to develop a plan in the midst of a crisis when you have no background for preparedness. And I was just like, well, Jesus, what would you do? What would Jesus do? Cause she's looking at me, you know, yeah. bad voices coming out and I'll destroy you and all type of stuff. So I just said, Lord, I was like, we, we need pigs. I think Jesus used pigs if it's wine. And I was like, do we have any? <laughs> we need to hurt pigs. <laughs> I, I'll take bacon from the kitchen. If that's all we got people, I'll take some turkey <laughs> sizzling. I'm the, Lord, improvise, <laughs> adapt, overcome. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going Marine. We need and, uh, something here. Yeah, we need something and, to cast it into. <laughs> give me tofu. Make it the shape of a little pig. Yeah, shake it. Get in the <laughs> cylinder. Um, but I prayed for that girl. She actually, I saw the power of God come and deliver her like that. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and you know what? Uh, we stayed we stayed connected for years. Uh, and I remember the Lord just saying, well, when she reaches about 40, she'll be sanctified enough where the you know Christian community will say, oh, that's a success. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, God is faithful. He's he's still at it, man. He uh, we, we we're the ones that limit him. Oh, indeed. Absolutely. And uh, gosh, you know, the time goes by so quickly. I mean, we could, do you have time to go over just a little bit, maybe? Um, I do. Okay. Uh, because I do want to get into the high risk missions. And, you know, we're going to have to have you back another time to, to, to get to go into depth. Please, in I'd love to. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, because there's so many things that, you know, it's like we, uh, that I was saying at the beginning that, um, that you've been involved with that, that uh, we need to, we need to delve into, but you, you transitioned from the youth incarcerated youth and you did that for several years. And you, uh, I guess it's been about, uh, seven or eight years ago. Now you trans transitioned into doing some high risk missions. Yep. Uh, what we've done is we've actually extended our tent pegs cause we still do work in youth prison yeah. and, uh, we help with military ministry. Uh, I, I speak at bases, yep. uh, for resiliency and counter suicide. I mean, I'll be in Alaska next month uh, in bases. Uh, and then we do work overseas, which is helping uh, children and women who've been affected by ISIS. And we provide surgeries. Uh, we definitely did higher risk stuff in the middle of fighting. And still we have, your people are not gonna believe this, but we literally have an outreach center inside of an ISIS confinement camp in Syria and we're active and we need people praying for that because our team lead actually got attacked. She's a Christian, but very bold and loving, but bold. She got attacked 
And then later, her heart, uh, they tried to, ISIS tried to kill her with a head on collision of her car. And she was in a coma for a few days. And now she's back. She's back in ministering and loving these kids. Explain that. How, how do you have an outreach yeah. inside the ISIS camp? It's a <laughs> confinement camp for ISIS wives and children uh, mm. that lost the caliphate. So it's a prison. It's an outdoor prison. Uh, and I use that term lightly because people come and go. And it's really, I mean, everybody knows it's, it's a very active ISIS spot for planning, building, but we operate, they have nowhere else to go. There's 70,000 of them. There was at one point representing 50 different countries. And there's kind of three sections. There's super extreme ISIS. There's moderate, like, well, are we going to do anything? And then there's a group of ISIS wives and children that are like, my husband's dead or in prison, and I don't want to do this anymore. But they can't leave. Countries will take them back. Yeah. And well, we, we've helped. We've been able to see some pretty cool things happen where, let's say, a grandparent came from another country and needed to get their grandchild out. And we've seen stuff happen where they were, the kids were able to leave. But it's a very, very dark deal. And, uh, you know, anytime I go back, the, the security risk is so high because we have a very big Arab presence on social media. And, um, you know, so we appreciate prayers for it. Yeah. But the latest thing we've done right now is build out a training center, leadership training center in Colorado, because yeah. we just feel like that's we need to start pouring into young people, uh, marriages, um, uh, young men who are trying to figure out how to be a man. And we've got this unbelievable training and leadership center that we're building yeah. out. And we're going to start uh, bringing people in. We, we call them courses or get-togethers or gatherings or training uh, next month. So if people go to victormarks.com, that's Marks with the next, mm -hmm. uh, we'll forward slash training, victormarks.com, forward slash training, they will see, yeah, they, they will be able to see uh, what we're doing. And it's so pretty darn exciting. Slash yeah. training. Yeah. Um, and that's starting next month. Yes. Uh, yeah. And are those uh, going to be uh, <clears throat> where you were, where individuals uh, arrange that with you? Or is it like something where they're going to bring, you're going to bring in teams or um, both? And so we'll have open enrollment. So like a single person or individual can say, Hey, can I sign up for your September, you, you know, training course for this, this, this. And then also we'll take, and we are taking special groups. So someone will say, Hey, I want to bring my team from my business or a team from my ministry or a bunch of friends. We want to come and train for four days. And we do very specific to what their need is. You know, is it yeah. team building? Is it skill set gathering? Is it shooting? Is it edge work? Is it hand to hand? Is it driving? Is it learning how to bond, how to lead better crisis management? Church security. I mean, it's it's like a full menu that I'm yeah. just going. Wow. Well, God you have quite me. a you have quite a staff of people, and, and going back to the high risk missions, you have you have operatives that that, mm -hmm. uh, that are former CIA people and, and uh, intelligence people, and and you've got quite a network of of uh, of uh, 
of a staff there and uh, yeah. because you oh, yeah. pretty pretty amazing stuff. Are you able to talk about I and I, I I'll try to couch this question so I don't say more than I should but <clears throat> I know you were called to a special meeting by somebody that was very high up in one of the organizations that uh in the Middle East um and I I I know that's probably enough to uh, jog your memory of what I'm talking about but I don't know if that's something you can yep, talk about. Yep. Um uh, yes, I, I, I can I can share about that, and then if everybody just looks at this and forgets, we're good. So just look right at the. Or I can try my Jedi Knight. You remember nothing. You remember nothing. No, uh, I no, I'd love to share. And uh, uh, John is asking a question. Tell us about how God delivered you in the midst of one of your most challenging missions in the Middle East. Let's go ahead and put that question up there, Marisa. What, uh, we'll go to that question. John Fox. That's how God... Okay. Victor, I think we're getting a little bit of a, a buffering. With, okay. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, i gotta, I got to make sure I'm still on. So okay. a senior a senior Islamic leader who wouldn't meet with any military, government, uh, and certainly not Christian, he's influenced uh, uh, hundreds of millions of Muslims worldwide. And, uh, you know, like you said, I have surrounded by incredible team members. That's one thing in leadership that I've learned, and I'm actually working on a book leadership right now uh is to surround yourself with people better than you uh and i'm just like you know it's it's been pretty amazing yeah. so uh i will say this that god has been faithful and i was able to meet with uh that gentleman and in a time and a place where uh even think tanks in washington can't believe that I was able to do that. And, yeah. uh, hey, I just need a thumbs up. Or we, uh, I don't know. If I... Well, we're, we're getting your audio a bit cut up and you, and your image is, is freezing up. So I don't know, maybe something happened after the top of the hour here. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of a bit, um, so, uh, um, what I'll say is gentlemen that I met with, mm, Yeah, I think we looks like we're losing you. I don't know what maybe the signal. No, that way. Okay, there. Now right. you're back. Back. Well, there, don't okay. worry. That's that's just government agencies. <laughs> that's they doing were, what they. Now I know how you were trying to get around that. Yeah. So that's the whole story, so and I hope story. it changes your life forever. Yeah. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Yeah. Are there black well, helicopters? Are there black helicopters? Right. I'm gonna. Show, this is where I am. Can you see? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Tell us where you are. Uh, remember that little community uh, in Lord of the Rings with the yeah. people with the big feet? That's where I am. No, uh, uh, I'm on the Big Island of Hawaii. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We're uh, we're we're at someone's ranch. Dear friends of ours, I'm thankful with people who are wealthy. And understand that wealth 
is entrusted to them by God for kingdom work. And they let us, they've let us use their ranch. They, uh, they go, you know, it's just, they're just incredible stewards and we're blessed to be able to be here and spend some time. So, but that, that, that meeting I had with the senior Islamic leader, uh, even think tanks, uh, people in very key places could not believe, uh, that I'd met with them. And, and I'll just say this, I, I asked, why does he want to meet with me? Cause it was actually him. And, uh, and this is what he said. He goes, we've watched him for two years. Wow. And he cares about our children in Iraq. Isn't and it? nobody comes here just for our children. Wow. And uh, he said, "He's this is one of the best compliments I've ever got. He goes, he is a man of the book wow. and that we respect. So this is a Muslim who, and now let me put in perspective for people to understand how just crazy this is he's the guy that actually signed the uh, the leader of isis's uh al-baghdadi he signed his phd in islamic uh science and study in law um and had a huge influence so i was shocked al-Baghdadi. Me. yeah al-baghdadi himself and so we went i it was a 72-hour mission i mean how's that how's that uniquely fitted for ministry work where we flew in and got out of the country in 72 hours. And, uh, you know, when we sat on with them, I had my security team and uh, some really very capable guys, right? And uh, they they were going, man, Victor, this is nuts. I said, yeah, it is. Uh, but I feel like God's calling me to do this. So, you know, the first question I asked the guy, I, I told my translator who had been with Delta, who, who was a former Delta, uh, and I said, hey, ask him if he wants to cut my head off. Because <laughs> it, it, it's when everybody was getting their head chopped off on TV. Yeah. And this guy looked at me, he goes, boss, I do, do not think this is a very good thing to, to say. And uh, I said, ask him. He goes, I'm not sure I can really. Are you sure you want me to do this? And although that sounds that sounds more like an Indian accent, I apologize. Uh my Iraqi accent's not good. I think but... we get the gist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I will ask him this question for you. Uh, I, I use I use Indian accent for everything. Mexico. Yeah. Yes, I like the burritos very good. Uh, uh, <laughs> do I hear somebody laughing back there? In the yes, hey. they're laughing. <laughs> yeah. But well, you know we'll what? see. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me just let me just say this to give God glory for all that. Uh, meeting with that fella, I actually went into, he asked me, he said, uh, I said, I don't know much about Islam at all. He said, have you ever been to a mosque? I said, no. He goes, would you like to go? And I quickly prayed. I said, yes. And he took me into a mosque that night. And um, because I took a risk and went, he actually took me the next day to where I had bunch of persecuted Christians had fled ISIS and were hiding out and living in the most squalor conditions. He brought me into this place and he said, these are Christians. These are your people. Help them because wow. this is wrong. And I was just like, and guess what? By the goodness of God and those people who pray for us and, and support us, which your family is one man so responsible for so much of this 
we were able to get out so many Christian families who are persecuted out of the country. Praise God. Yeah. And, and uh, many still follow me on social media. We have to, you know, we keep it all kind of squirrel secret. But thank the Lord. God wants to use uh, unique ways to advance his kingdom. And, uh, and church ain't always inside of a building. I can Amen. just say that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Frigter, you are a blessed man. And uh, God has shown favor on you. And that's why you get into those kind of situations. And you've, you've endured a lot of hardship. And uh, but you've been faithful. And, you know, I want to... The next time we get together, I want to I want to dive into some of these other topics because there's so much to, to talk about here. And uh, but let's close. I think. Do we have one more question, Marisa, that we could pull up? Is there um, or did we ever answer the other one? Uh, what's the Lord put on your heart for the future? Uh, what gr great way to end from Jason and Jenny Snowbeck. What God has uh, put on my heart. Uh, one. <clears throat> I'm too old to to start pole dancing exercise classes. Yeah, it's yeah. That's why I, I don't I do just, it. Yeah, it's 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 too much of a stretch. Yeah, uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I just put that image in some of you people's yeah. mind. It's like, oh, yeah. ah, yeah. Uh, um, I would say this for America and for Christians we have got to be ready to embrace suffering mm. and not count it as weird, but just count it as a privilege to suffer yeah. for the Lord. Because unless the United States of America turns to God, repents as a nation for its sin, of abortion, of uh, the wickedness, mm -hmm. uh, the, the the broken families, the the lack of fathers, adultery, fornication, the greed, the things that are really tear at a country. Um, I wouldn't say God's judgment's going to come down, as some people say. I just say. I think God will allow us to reap the natural consequences of choices yeah. to pursue yeah. sin and reject him. So, you know, I don't want to see our country and people suffer, but yet I know there is a universal law of sowing and reaping. And I think we're starting to see some Amen. of it right now. Yes, we are. And, you know, in the political uh, sociology, social, social situation we're in right now. Uh, we were listening to Kathy and I were listening to something this morning, but in, in, in it's so true, but you know, we kind of look at, well, what's going to happen in November? Well, you know, uh, the reality is, you know, we, we certainly want what we want in terms of who we want to lead, but it really doesn't matter because God's in, in control, but you know, whether, whether Trump wins reelection or whether he doesn't, there's going to be great upheaval and um, yeah. because if, if he wins, there'll be upheaval on the other side. If he loses uh, the, the left and, you know, I try to not get to get too political, but it's hard to not do that now because it does transcend into, into the spiritual because I do think what's going on right now is evil, but uh, there'll be a lot of payback, you know, that, that's going to be coming. 
and uh, and that manifests in a lot of different ways. And it is it is it is a spiritual thing. And I and I so I concur with you that there's suffering ahead for us. There's no doubt about it, and we're called for that. I mean, that you know, the scripture does tell us that. So, Victor, as we end, <clears throat> because I do like to to give an invitation to people that are listening who may not know uh, what it means to have a faith in Christ, or maybe people who are watching that that are of faith but they've kind of just strayed. What would you tell them, and what what uh, hope they can have, and and uh, how to prepare themselves for that? Yeah, you know, I, I'd say this: there, there are many people that have been disillusioned or stumbled by Christians, and and I get it, and that's why I tell people: don't put your eyes on me. You know, you may see me in a, you know, doggone grocery store out of control. I'm, you know, I may have my face mask on over my eyes with cutouts and ramming my cart into some old ladies saying, "Yeah, I want that case of beer." No, you know what? It just is that path through ribbon? No, you know, Eileen needs it. I gotta have that. Yeah, you don't understand. Quarantine's been rough. Uh, uh, <laughs> here, take the toilet paper. Give me the beer. Uh, I, I would just say, if people have been hurt and uh, you know by the church and Christians, okay, it is what it is. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus is perfect. Yep. And you can't live for people. Uh, and the most important thing folks can do is walk with the Lord. I mean, walk with the Lord. Uh, he offers peace that no one else can. And read his word. Now, I I've been in a season of I'm not a good reader uh, uh, for a while because of TBI and, you know, bang, bang, stuff, stuff, and hit, hit. But I listen. I've got a little Bible app. It's called Audio Bible. Mm -hmm. It's free. I listen to books of the Bible every day. Yeah. And uh, I just encourage people to do that. But repent and draw near to God. Wash your hands. If you're far away, hey, there's nothing that you're doing that God won't forgive you for. If you're addicted to uh, any addiction, uh, you, you know what? God can deliver you and set you free, but are you willing to surrender and do you want to be healed? So, um, I, I think the church as we know it, you know, might look different moving forward. And, um, I got, you know, the one answer to all of this governmental craziness and oppression on the church distancing and no singing and uh the answer uh, immediately is home church yeah you yeah. get you get 10 people there you don't need masks you don't right. you know uh you can worship till your neighbors get saved right yeah. um so it, it, none of this should stop the body of christ yeah. um and then i would just say this if you're attending a church where you don't feel like your pastor is leading well let them know. Let them know your concerns and say, I, I, I want to be here for you and with you, but I need our values to align. And if they don't, my, me and my family are going to take our leave and then leave. Yeah, because I, I think I think the shaking is going to cause a lot of churches to stop, and they should. I agree. Uh, 
And believe me, I mentor and love and encourage pastors all the time, but also tell them the truth, you know. And it's time to put the big boy pants on and stop living uh, 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 in fear uh, because it cancels out faith. And then finally, just as a practical point, with all the deception uh, and weirdness in social media and on news and what's fake, what's real, we, uh, we're offering something for people on our website. It's called a daily intelligence brief. And we will drop it in your email box every morning. And what it does, it's a group of very respected analysts and intelligence personnel and investigators. And I mean, it's it, this team is unreal. And we're putting together a daily brief to drop in your box on intelligence gathering on what's true, what's false, what's rumors, what's real. What is the COVID count? How does it affect us? And it will help people as single people, husbands and moms of families, business people and people in ministry. And they can just go to victormarks.com forward slash brief. Forward slash brief. Victormarks.com forward slash brief. Brief. That'd be and, great. And, man, there's thousands that have signed up for it because it's such a solid source. Yeah, And we encourage you, look, share it with other people. Uh, send them the email link. It, it takes 15 seconds to, to sign up. So, and then be excited. Hey, if you're, if you're a Christian, be excited about these times are a great opportunity for mm-hmm. God to do amazing things. And, you know, we've had people say, oh, you guys, man, overseas facing ISIS and all that craziness, you know, y'all are super saints. And I go, I don't think so. Uh, I just think it's so dark over there that just being a little spark makes people turn their head and go, wow. And that gives us the opportunity to live a life yep. uh, that honors God in darkness. So just be a light uh, where you are, be encouraged. And if you're not a believer, you need to come to faith in Jesus Christ. He just says it. Uh, you can't see the kingdom of God if you're unborn again. Right. And it, don't take my word for it. Read it. John, uh, the book of John, read it. See what God says. See what the Lord says. Yeah. And then, you know, respond to him. Putting your faith in him. And folks, if anybody you've done that tonight, uh, reach out to us here at the upper room. We'd love to, uh, help you get started in your faith. We'd love to send you a Bible and uh, and pray for you, maybe help you find some kind of fellowship where you could meet up with other Christians. And that would be at uh, The Upper Room Presents. Uh, wait, what is it? Uh, uh, <laughs> I just went blank myself. Uh, prayer. At, oh, there it is. Prayer at the Upper Room Presents.com. You can email us. Prayer at the Upper Room Presents.com. And folks, also, I, I don't generally do this. And, uh, and Victor certainly did not put me up to this. But I know this man. I've known him for a better part of 10 years. I know his family, and he's the real deal. He's, uh, he's a true man of God. And uh, <laughs> one of the things when Victor and I get together, the laughing that you've seen tonight is, is kind of nonstop. But, um, but uh, I know that what he's doing is making a difference in the kingdom. And I know that uh, they would welcome your support. And uh, so if, if you're looking for a place 
a ministry to support, particularly in these days, because what, as I said, what Victor and Eileen are doing for the kingdom is vital, very vital, and they need your support. And so uh, victormarks.com, victormarks.com. Is that where we're, we're sending people, right, Victor? Uh, yeah, I think you can donate, donate uh, uh, button on there. And uh, I, I encourage you, please pray about it, please, because it's, it's that vital. And we, we mm -hmm. are in a, in a certain time. And I don't pull on the heartstrings of people for, for no reason at all. And I don't give uh, just phony plugs. But uh, again, Victor and Eileen are, are true people that, uh, that true uh, Christians that are doing the work and not only just spreading the gospel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you just you just ruined all the donations. <laughs> now, this guy's really <laughs> give to make him stop being funny. Okay. Give to put him in. Therapy. All right. I, I, all right. I, I won't lay it on anymore. VictorMarks.com. Victor. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. I'm going to let you get back to your family, and because it's only four o'clock there, no, I guess it's going on five o'clock. I guess it's a little after five o'clock now there on the islands, and uh, go jump in the water, have fun, uh, and uh, well, give man. the family a hug for me. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we, can we do it again sometime soon? And yes, uh, and let yes. me jump in with this other stuff. Let, let's so, do it again. Let's do it next week. I'm all for okay. it. Okay, well, let me get on you because I got something scheduled. We're doing them on Mondays, but let me get back with you and I'll, we'll schedule something else. Um, Cancel them. Bump them. <laughs> it's not important. Wanna, I want to I come back. How does this technology work? I'm not sure. <laughs> there, okay. You're really making me uh, want to come to the islands right now. By the way, well, I, I won't go into that. But uh, Can you see? I can see. It looks like a patio there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Looks like a beautiful place. It's yeah, it's amazing. Wonderful. Thanks for thanks you guys for having me on. Love thanks, Victor. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. And okay. uh, God bless. God bless you, Victor. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.